Life in Colour is a brand new show that will discuss current affairs from a different perspective that you probably don't hear about often enough. Our show will be amplifying the voices of minorities around the world in a global conversation about the most important issues that face us today. We'll be chatting about ideas of racism, sexism, imperialism, nationalism, white privilege, all in the context of current affairs in Australia and beyond. So we're going to be talking about um, exam stress, the hustle of life, dealing with school and work, because at the moment, a lot of people are in the midst of um, their exams. Uh, they've got, you know, assignments piling up, they're swimming in, assi- uh, in essays and assignments and whatnot. So we really just wanted to kick back, relax and just be like, it's all cool. It's all good. You'll be fine. And we're also going to be talking about how to deal with stress in general. How to deal um, with life. How to, yeah. <laughs> how, to, how to deal with life. Because... <laughs> Life can be pretty full on sometimes. I know. Um, And I think that's what a lot of um, young adults are going through right now who are in high school, um, uni, even primary school can be stressful sometimes, you've got to admit. (laughs) If you're a human, you're going to be stressed out once in a point in your life. And today we're going to be joined by Dr. Chris Watts. Yeah. He's very generous to give us his time and... We're going to talk about um, mental health and just the well-being. And also, we're going to be joined in by the popular. The amazing. The it girl. <laughs> Kimberly Love Grove later. Uh, we did a quick Vox Pop um, mm-hmm. in front of State Library after a very long day. Um, we went inside. There's people everywhere studying their butts off. Um, <laughs> we've, we we managed to find a few people who were outside, not many. Yeah. And we just asked them, like, well, what are you doing here? Um, what are you studying and how how are you dealing with life yeah, in what's general? What's the purpose of life? <laughs> no, we, we can't ask that. <laughs> well, we can, but it's a bit too much. They'll yeah. be like, oh, my God, leave me alone. I've had a long day. Um <laughs> But yeah, let's let's get into that right now. So, are you currently studying at the moment? Yes. Okay. Well, what are you studying? Uh, I'm studying a master's of engineering. Okay. Wow. Um, how do you deal with like stress, or how do you relieve? Like, is there a certain food you like to eat, or music, or? Um, I just, I guess I just go out to eat a bit more often, <laughs> just to get food I like yeah. a bit more. Yeah. So kind of like comfort food. Yeah, that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All the best with your studies. Thank you. So right now we're going to do an interview with Dr. Chris Watts um, and he's going to be able to give you some advice and tips on how to deal uh, with stress. We're talking about um, how to deal with stress and anxiety. Can you just let us know um, first off what you do at at Headspace or what your job is and who you deal with? Hello, um, I'm a a GP at one of the Headspaces around Melbourne. Um, There's quite a few. we're generally the kind of um, initial point, I guess, for, for people who come in. Often they get an initial interview and then they need to see a GP in order to be able to access um, a psychologist, mm. I guess. And the psychologist takes them through um, sort of counselling process to help to um, improve their depression oh. or anxiety or, or whatever it is that the people have come from. So we're, we're the kind of um, um, point of entry, I suppose, yeah. into that process. We can also deal with any other kind of um, general health type of problems as well, but it's it's mainly so that people can, can get in and see psychologists. Yeah, I see. Um, yeah. A, a person, that, that's something that a person's usual 
they, they, they can also refer you to, to a psychologist or, or even refer you through the headspace. Ah, okay, cool. Um, and what are the most common issues you see in young people in terms of their health and well-being? Um, I guess um, it comes as either depression or anxiety. Mm. Um, but I, I suppose it's kind of, um, I would say often with, with young people, it happens when there's a combination of things. So um. if they're stressed, say, from the family, they're stressed from school or uni or work, yeah. they're stressed from their friends, and all of these things kind of coincide and, and put somebody in a position where it's really difficult to sort of see a way through. Mm, I see. So you deal with a lot of young people who are struggling with, you know, depression and anxiety. What are some of the, um, what are some techniques that young people can use to relieve stress and anxiety? Because you're dealing with a lot of young people at Headspace, but um, for every young person that you're dealing with, there might be a lot more, um, a lot of other young people who, you know, maybe perhaps don't know about Headspace or don't think that there's a problem and they're, they're trying to deal with the stress and anxiety now by themselves. So what techniques or advice could you give to these people? Um, this is part, part of the, the um, kind of uh, counselling that, that psychologists go, go through people with, I guess, is to um, looking at things that, that can make you feel better and can kind of help with your anxiety. Mm. Um, often it can be something as simple as um, taking a walk, um, ringing a friend, um, anything that kind of makes you feel better. Um, yeah. Music, um, um, yeah, just, yeah, just sort of a lot of things like this. And it's a matter yeah. of um, um, recognizing fairly early, I suppose, when you're, when you're feeling anxious mm. and when you need to kind of do something like this rather than just try and sort of suck it up and keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah. I, so, which I, I guess is another part of the, the process of kind of getting in early rather than, than letting things roll on. Letting roll things on, roll on. on. Yeah, true. And um, I feel like um, as people of colour, um, sometimes there are taboos around having mental health issues, um, not being able to cope. Uh, sometimes there's pressure from your community, your parents to to be able to deal with things. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, not just people of colour, but I think all young people in general, um, they don't want to admit that there's a problem um, or yeah. they feel pressured by their culture to, to fit in and look like everything's okay. What advice would you give to those young people going through something who perhaps maybe want to seek help but are embarrassed about it or feel like that's not culturally acceptable a culturally acceptable thing to do what what advice would you give first of all i've got to say i couldn't agree with you more <laughs> in terms of what you're saying about the, the the pressure on young people to just sort of um suck it up and carry on i mm. suppose and i think that that is worse for um for um young people of color for for um, children of migrant parents i yeah. guess um yeah. where it's kind of like um, there's the, the, the feeling that, you know, you've come to Australia and this is to give you a lot more opportunities and you should be taking them and you've just got to suck it up and carry on, mm. I guess. Um, the 
there's a lot more awareness now, certainly among among doctors, than there was 10 years ago about sort of um, mental health problems in young people and about what to do about it. So um, certainly most GPs would respond really well to a young people who, a young person who sort of um, comes, so so that's a good um, thing. You could also approach Headspace Direct, that would be fine. You could ring them or... um, sort of turn up there, Um, um, talk to anybody that that you feel comfortable about, whether that's a friend, a teacher, um, anybody that you kind of feel comfortable with. One of the things about depression in particular that kind of really sucks is that it kind of tends to make you feel that things aren't going to get better, so there's no point, you know, Mm. you just feel pessimistic about things. And also... um, um, it, it kind of takes a bit of motivation to pick yourself up and, and try and do something about True. it. And depression really lowers your motivation so that it can get hard to actually do anything. Yeah, and definitely. this is where friends can be really useful in terms of, um, um, you know, helping to kind of push the person along to try to uh, to to see somebody to kind of get it get it dealt with. So, so. I guess for anybody listening who's kind of been feeling down, who's been feeling that things that that usually make them feel good don't make them feel good anymore, feeling having trouble with motivation, trouble with concentration and stuff, Mm. um, you know, it really is worth getting something done about it. This is one of the great things about working at Headspace. Um, And number two, if as a friend you you can see this in one of your friends who's kind of, um, you know, getting really stuck and kind of getting down, it can be really helpful to kind of be, get alongside them and to try to yeah. help them to kind of, um, to, to, to get something done about it because that's something that's really hard to do for the person themselves. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for all that insight, Dr. Chris Watts, um, and for all the advice. That I think um, it's great to have you on because there are a lot of young people who um, may not know what, uh, may not have that knowledge about depression and anxiety unless you proactively, um, you know, give them some a message or you know some advice. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, and you, thank um, you. Can I just say one more thing? Of course. <laughs> One of the really good things about working at Headspace is kind of a really inspiring place to work in a way because mm. you see young people who have been, you know, having a lot of difficulties and then you see them again a few weeks, a few months later. Yeah. Um, and they've sort of really got things together and things are kind of, um, you know, moving forwards for them. Yeah. Um, so for anybody who feels that, you know, there aren't, it's it's you know hard to kind of do something about this. Mm. You know, headspace is a really positive place to work, and it's that's great. It's really yeah. good to see the sort of positive effect that it has on people in in a relatively short time. That's yeah, that's and that's a really good point to mention because I think a lot of um, young people will be like, oh, you know, what's the point of coming? I've, yes. um, you know, my life is you know in ruins or everything's going downhill. Exactly. What's the point? But you know that the fact that you can say that you know young people in, in, you know, even in a relatively short period of time can come back and bounce back from whatever they're dealing with is it's a really good, um, you know, reality check to say, you know, 
everything will be fine. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and if anyone would like more information on Headspace, I guess they can uh, Google Headspace. Um, what are some yeah. other... Um, Headspace has a very good website yeah. and a lot of what they do take place online. And, and oh, excellent. It's, it's very user-friendly and, and yeah. a lot of information, yeah. Yeah, and um, I think there's another organization called Beyond Blue. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, and Lifeline. So if yes. if you if um, anyone's listening, definitely feel free to research, do some quick research on any of these organizations. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Chris. It was lovely to have you on the show. <laughs> and that was Dr. That was Dr. Chris Watts from Headspace. Um, and we're really um, lucky to have him on because um, he, he was so insightful and he, ha um, he had such great um, advice to give us. May I just share something? Because um, I know what Dr. Chris was saying about um, when you see young people coming in and as time goes by, you see them... Um, you see them doing better with themselves yeah. because uh, last year I went to the same organization as well and mm -hmm. seek for help because mm -hmm. I was really down and depressed and um, I was struggling with myself and I felt very hopeless and I would just really want to give up mm -hmm. and I have no friends here and I have no one to talk to then I just uh, one lady in the in the workplace that I worked in before, she was a customer and she said, um, why don't you talk to someone who is a trained, um, qualified, yeah. Yeah, qualified person? Mm. Talk to him about this, talk to her about uh, everything you feel. Mm. Maybe they could help you get, you know, get a job or just um, someone to talk to you. Yeah. And I really didn't, um, I did not took that advice at the first place mm -hmm. because you know, it feels like you. I'm struggling with my pride. You know, it feels like yeah. that. No, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. I'm not sad. I'm not depressed. I'm a strong person. Mm -hmm. I'm like Beyonce. You know, things like that. But <laughs> Even Beyonce has bad days. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> you know, everyone has their bad days. Then I just said, yes, I should I should go. And yeah. um, it's it helped me a lot. Because there was someone, a trained, qualified person who talked to me, yeah. helped me. Then there was a, a counselor who checks in me like once a week, mm. just talking to me, like asking me how, how I have been. And it's really helpful because yeah. I'm well now. Yeah. I can cold. smile again. <laughs> <laughs> and no one meeting you on on like the first impression would ever think that you were going through this thing and yeah. I think it just shows that um, it it happens to everyone everyone get, gets down yeah. um, it's not something to be ashamed of the fact that you don't have it all together 24-7 yeah. yeah. that's how life is so. and yeah the f um, always remember that uh, there is always somebody that could help you that can help you yeah, yeah. That, that was the main thing that pushed me mm. pushed me to say that yeah I need help. That was a really good interview. That was great. Yeah, that was great. We just interviewed a doctor. Yeah, how exciting! I'm so proud of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Anissa told you a while ago that we have been up and about Melbourne, asking students, you know, if they still feel alive with themselves. <laughs> so <laughs> here's another um, vox pop. So what do you do to distress yourself? Well. I'm a bit of a worrywart, um, so I, I usually just try to 
Oh, I haven't even thought about this. Uh, <laughs> I, I try to organize my time more efficiently so I can study what I need to study more. And if I'm really not feeling like studying, then I'll just um, play a game or I'll go outside. Go outside. <laughs> <laughs> Do an activity. <laughs> so that's of 1990. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I usually just like hang out with friends. Yeah, you know, don't do anything in particular. Try not to do anything in particular because yeah. doing things stresses me. That's so <laughs> just try to like relax. Okay, so how is um how are you coping with school at the moment? Uh well, right now we're going into exam week, so it's really stressful, mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to organize my time so that I study efficiently, and so that I'm not worrying about oh I didn't study today. Well, tomorrow's exam, I don't have time to study. So I'm just trying to, like, organize myself enough That's for good. it. Yeah. That's good. So, the way, what's your um, feel-good song? Well, there are a few. I, I'm, I heavily, li- like, binge listen to One Direction, especially <laughs> their full album. Um, and I also really like Love on Top by Beyonce. Now, we have an exciting interview um, <laughs> coming up now with Kimberly Lovegrove. Kimberly Lovegrove. Let's get a round of applause. Yeah, thank Special you. Yes. Thank you. How are you, Kimmy? Uh, it's good to be back in a recording studio on makes live radio. Alive. Yes, it's, uh, it <laughs> definitely makes me feel alert, alive, and together with <laughs> oneself. Yes. This is going to be great. All right. So for those listening, um, I mean, most people know who she is, but yes, can yes. you just tell for those people living under a rock yeah. in a cave, <laughs> you know, who don't know you, can you just explain to the those listeners who you are? All right. So my name is Kimberly Lovegrove. I've been living in Melbourne for three to four years. Um, I'm originally from South Australia. Um, My background is Aboriginal and uh, Romanian. My mother is Romanian. My father is Aboriginal. Um, Specifically, my family come from Raukun, which is a part of the Nodinari Nation on the Murray River. So Mm -hmm. I'm proud to represent South Australians all over. Uh, (laughs) So I'm in my last 12 months of my three-year bachelor degree in communications, public relations. Um, For basically two of those three years, I was student representative at RMIT Mm -hmm. for all the Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander students. Um, What else have I been doing? I do a little (laughs) bit of stand-up comedy as uh, many might know, have a <laughs> couple good jokes. Um, at the moment, I'm finishing up a 100-hour internship at Cropler Communications. And um, good news for those who um, I haven't spoken to lately because, you know, uni. Mm. Um, they've asked me to continue on with the internship after my 100 hours. Wow. Yes. So, paid well. Yes, it does pay well, but um, definitely... Everyone that I've um, that I work with, um, they're some of the best communication professionals in the league. So mm. I'm impressive. I'm moving my way up. Yeah. Wow. This girl is really on fire. fire. <laughs> legit. <laughs> fire. Legit. Fire. <laughs> legit. So Kimmy, we know you're a busy girl, and we're yeah. so j- thankful that you had time <laughs> for an interview today. Yeah. But. Um, What's your main goal? Like, you know, everyone, like every young woman, 
I don't know if everyone else, but um, you have a certain goal or a certain dream. Like, uh, what do yes. you want to do? Like, do you want to change the world? Do you want to be um, a superstar? Or... She is a superstar. What she is. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. It's me we're talking about. Come on. She already ticked that um, box off. <laughs> well, everyone that I've met, no matter if I've met you for the first time or I've known you for a couple years, I will have told you I have a 20-year plan, which is in motion at the moment. So basically... 20-year um, plan. In the next couple years, you know, have some great work experience under my belt, move to Sydney and, you know, build contacts that way and just make myself known in the entertainment industry um, and then work my way up so I get an opportunity to um, work at Island Records in Sydney and then get a promotion and move to um, LA or New York. Wow. And actually work at Island Records in America and eventually become CEO of Island Records. Um, but at the end of my whole 20 year plan, I don't care if it takes me longer, um, I want to be in a position to tell Beyonce <laughs> that she cannot have the recording booth right now because someone else is using it and then get beat up by Jay-Z, Blue Ivy and Beyonce all at once. <laughs> whilst, whilst myself Facebook living the whole event. <laughs> I have proof. I have proof. It's happening. It's happening right now. Right this second. I told you. So you'll be on the floor being yeah. beaten up by a family. Yeah. But this is like your one goal that you've been working yeah, 20 years no for. No one miss, messes with Beyonce. It's like True. you don't even do it. If you do, you get scolded by millions of fans. <laughs> the and world I mean, over. Millions. <laughs> Everyone will hate me. <laughs> but I, I, I guess for me, um, definitely kind of... I think even if I don't get that far, which I'm pretty sure I will get that far, um, I think the number one thing for me is, you know, kind of putting that message out there that the stereotypes that the media has portrayed of Indigenous people all over the world, mm. that, you know, we're, we're not motivated and that, you know, we always drink and we always smoke and, you know, like I mentioned before, that we're not motivated. And it's people like myself and people at university and people at work that are, you know, making that money and trying to do what I'm doing as well as trying to shove it in the media's face mm. that, you know, um, these stereotypes are completely wrong and that if they want to report on the truth, they need to interview people that... Like yourself. You, yeah, like myself. They need to interview people like myself that are doing their best to kind of shut down um, all these stereotypes because mm. stereotypes affect people getting jobs and true. affect them, you, you know, it, it definitely affects people mm -hmm. in like their romantic life as well. Yeah. It's like, you know, when people find out that someone's Aboriginal, they automatically think, you know, they're not a good person, that they mm. should be scared. And it's just like... Um, people have that kind of thing at the back of their head that if you are different or if you are not what society perceives as perfect, that you're a bad person. And that's that's not right. And for anybody out there that <laughs> thinks this, there is something wrong with you because in today's society, being different is cool. Being different is what makes you amazing. And I am proud to say I am very different from what society perceives as normal. So, <laughs> yeah, F you to all those people that think they're, you know, 
cool because nobody is cool. Everybody's just trying to get that paper. And they're trying to, you know, make a living for themselves and trying to make a better life. Because mm. at the end of the day, if you have a roof over your head, if you got clothes on your back, and if you, at the, like, when you're trying to go to sleep, if you can just, you know, fall asleep without stressing or fall asleep happy and, you know, feel like, you know, you're doing the right thing for yeah. yourself and your community, that's all that matters. Amazing. Um, there are... <clears throat> Um, a lot of people right now going through a lot of stress, mm. hardship. Um, maybe they are in the middle of the uni degree and thinking, where the heck am I going with this? Um, what does this assignment, what will this assignment lead me to? Yeah. Um, you know, dealing with hex fees, not finding jobs, not finding internships, yeah. not knowing where to go. You've got yourself like a 20 year plan. I don't. Yeah. Indestructible I, plan. Indestructible yes. plan. And you have a sense of confidence and self esteem yeah. that a lot of people could really use. So, how did you get to that point? How did, like, what advice could you give to people mm-hmm. t- to be like you, basically? That's, <laughs> oh, that's really my question. How do we be, be like, like Kimmy? Kimberly Love Group. Oh my God. <laughs> that should that's be a brand. A, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a book. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting question. Um, I've had people like talk to me saying, oh, when you leave university, we're going to be the next Kimberly. I'm like, I don't think so. There's only one original, yeah. and that's me, baby. Um, I definitely think, you know, uh, throughout my life, I've had I've had it really bad. I've struggled so much, and um, I didn't really know um, my background until I was nine or ten years old and it has taken me a very long time to be confident in knowing who I am and where I come from and I think that's the first step to um, becoming successful Mm. that is the first step to knowing who you are and you know your kind of position in the community and working from that Um, I faced a lot of hardship in in my degree financially and also personally Um, I definitely think to kind of avoid the stress, especially for me, group work is very stressful. (laughs) I know a lot of people have been hearing me whine about it, but it's when you're working in a group, you, one of the things that you need to understand is that if something comes up personally or work related and they cannot help it, you should stand by their side and make sure that they're right and trying to help them out. Mm. Not kicking them out of the group last minute. <laughs> like, there should be some kind of penalty or punishment. <laughs> Corporal punishment. No, no, I'm just joking. No, but I definitely think, if, you know, if you look up to a person like me, you know, I am very privileged for people to tell me that they look up to me and they just love everything I'm doing. But you cannot copy after someone. You have to mm, be your true. own person. Yeah. Because if you try and copy someone, people aren't going to see your authenticity. Yeah. You know, and that's what makes you unique and special, not what society says, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the next Delta Goodwin because she's so <laughs> awesome. It's like, what makes you special? And yeah. I think that's what employers look for. It's like... Um, why should we employ you? What What are you going to bring to the table? What makes you unique? And I think yeah. with everything that I've been through and that I've faced, I think the number one thing that I definitely bring to the table is 
one, cupcakes. And uh, <laughs> two is my out-of-the-box thinking, my kind of thinking where, you know, let's not do the bare minimum. Let's, you know, take it outside. Let's build a skyscraper mm-hmm. and then put a um, 100-floor hotel building on top of that skyscraper. <laughs> like, that's the kind of out-of-the-box thinking that I have under my belt. Mm. It t- it has taken me a long time to kind of get that thinking yeah. and to be passionate and confident. But the advice that I can give is be know who you are, um, no matter what your background is, and, you know, acknowledge that you are unique and you are special no matter what anyone says. Mm. If anyone tells you different, tell them Kimberly Lovegrove said <laughs> that you are special and unique and that they don't want to meet me <laughs> ever because I will tell them they are special and unique too because everybody needs to know this because the people that don't know they're special and unique, that's when they take it out on people that are special and unique and make them feel bad. Mm. And that's not right because people definitely struggle with this on a daily basis. And, you know, everybody needs to be told you're unique and special. If you see someone today, random on the street and... You know, and just feel like, and you're having a great day and you're smiling, just say, <laughs> you are special and unique. You and if, are special and unique. Hopefully they're not like, bugger off. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's the kind of mentality that Australians and everybody across the world need to have. Mm. That they need, to, you need to be happy. Yeah. Because if you're happy, wars will stop. That's mm. my thought. Wars will stop. You hear me? Stop fighting. <laughs> Kimberly Lovegrove quoted this, yes. <laughs> so... So I think what I've taken from that is there's no need to fit in, really. No. Yeah. No. Um, in fact, you should really be standing out if you really yep. want to get, get out in life. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Be, be, be something that has never been before. Ex- like, <laughs> be, <laughs> like, something that they can't look away from. Yeah. Like, show them that they will miss out on an incredible incredible opportunity like yourself. Show them in your interviews, show them in your studies, show them on your social medias that you are a force to be reckoned with, mm. that they will be missing out on one-of-a-kind individual. So that is what you are. For anybody that is listening, you are one-of-a-kind. There is nobody like yourself. And you can tell anybody that says you're nothing that Kimberly said you are something because as long as somebody tells you you are special, that's all that matters. You do not need 10 people saying, inviting you to parties and telling you you're special. You know, you just need one person to just tell you you're special. And that can be you yourself. Know? And that can be me because I'll say you it in your face. I will say you're special. <laughs> we are all special. Can Ella. we have you every week? <laughs> Yes, like, I'm here every week anyway, studying. Like, I'm here. That was so fun. Thank you, Kim. That's Thank you fun. very much. Thank you for that having me. Thank you so much. That, that was, was very powerful. You know, simple words, but, you know, it strikes to the core. Yeah. Because most of the young people Struck never... <laughs> <laughs> most of the young people today, they struggle more fitting in than struggling more that's, yeah, they feel like that's what they need to be doing, yeah. fitting in. Because like, how do I fit in? It's like, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, because you're everyone doing it wants wrong. to be Stop. accepted. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to be um, isolated mm. because that's really sad. It's it's scary to be different, I think. Yeah. It can be very scary. And I totally understand it. And um, I'm not 
I'm not you, the listener, who might be going through something where you've been discriminated for your race or your gender or, or your disability, etc. But we're, we're just telling you now from, from people who have like been there, done that and are really, um, you know, are really doing well and are really successful, like Kimmy Lovegrove, that it'll be okay. Like it, it's, it's going to be hard at the start, but if you persevere and you believe in yourself and you know that you're special and you, and you do what you can to stand out rather than fit in, then that will really work in your favour. You might not see it now, but trust me, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming very It's soon. coming. So, yeah, so me and Anissa were uh, round and about in Melbourne again and asked a few students mm. about, you know, how to cope up with life, things like that. But I really enjoyed our interview with Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear the other, um, the other Vox Pop that we had. So you're doing your gap year right now, so what are your plans for this year then? Basically, I'm just trying to travel as much as I can, to be honest. Are you from Melbourne or from from somewhere else? Uh, My family from Spain, so I can go to Spain quite often. I have a lot of family there. Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) um, What do you do to um, relax or how how do you relieve stress? Exercise, uh, honestly, drink a coffee, maybe even... Yeah, okay, cool, Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think taking a gap year is a, is a good idea to make you, like, what what was your motivation behind taking a gap year? Yeah, everybody should take a gap year if possible. Uh, I just felt I needed a break from study. It was a good time to kind of, I suppose, develop, it sounds a bit cliche, develop, like, my own thoughts and yeah. see the world. Yeah. And I definitely recommend it to anyone. Okay, great. Thank you. And... Yeah, we're going to wrap the show up. Yeah, so we want to thank um, our guest, Dr. Chris Watts from Headspace and um, Dr. Kimmy Logrove, <laughs> <laughs> Logrove, our beautiful um, um, guest on our show. And that was another episode brought to you by Life in Color. Feel free to join our conversation, share your personal stories, and like our Facebook page, Life in Color, and follow us on Twitter at It's Life in Color Show. Or tune in to us every Saturday, 1 p.m. only at Sin 90.7.